You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. Who's scruffy looking? One final team to get to in our team-by-team WHL uh, preview series, and uh, it is the defending champion, the Prince Albert Raiders. That means general manager Curtis Hunt back on the Pipeline Show. And, uh, Curtis, uh, last time I chatted with you, you were just about to head off to the uh, Memorial Cup. Uh, so uh, how was the uh, the summer? A little shorter than uh, than you might expect. Best short, sweet summer. That's the I right way. Say that. Yeah, that's the right way to look at it. And uh, if you say if you say the best for last, and, and you're predicting, I appreciate you predicting us uh, to defend. But it is our mandate to try to defend this thing. Although we know the task is uh, long and tough ahead of us. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, but it's funny the way it worked out. I didn't ex- didn't plan to have the defending champs as the last team, but boy, it's it's kind of poetic that it uh, that it worked out that way. Uh, let's get to know the team that you have this year. But to do that, we'll uh, cross off three names who aren't back from last year's team, specifically the overage guys. That would be Sean Montgomery, Noah Gregor, and Dante Hanoon, uh, big pieces of your team from last year. And I believe with the team that won the, the uh, WHL championship, you had nine, nine 1999-born players as well. So lots of uh, eligible players to come back, but... How many of those guys are still with the team right now and in the mix to be your overage guys this year? Okay, well, I guess I'll start with Monty. Uh, Sean Montgomery was a five-year Raider, and uh, we really thought we were able to get him a chance, you know, at an NHL camp, if nothing else, just to share with your grandkids one day (laughs) because it is pretty special to get that opportunity. But Sean's gone to university at uh, at Western in London. Um, I think he's joined an ex-teammate there as well. From uh, from years past, the next Raider, uh, the other two, Noah Gregor, um, obviously back to San Jose and his camp, and then uh, the uh, the final overage was Dante Hanoon, who uh, was able to go to Boston for camp, and we haven't had an update from him since, uh, but uh, we expect he'll be creating dynamic offense like he did for us, and certainly Victoria before we were able to acquire him. Uh, we have. Actually, three twenties or four twenties that uh, actually came for camp uh, here. Uh, Sergey Sapego signed with Toronto, so he's gone to the American League. We won't see him. Uh, Parker Kelly uh, signed with Ottawa, so we don't expect to see him at all. And then uh, second round pick uh, Brett Leeson to the Washington Capitals signed this summer, and we don't expect to see Brett back either. Although. Uh, if they so decide, we would certainly welcome those guys with open arms. So currently in camp, uh, uh, we have uh, Max Martin just returned from Boston. So a familiar face for us and have some veteran leadership. And then uh, the other overage defenseman currently in camp is uh, Jeremy Masella. And uh, Jeremy's been here the whole time. And we're waiting on good news from uh, Hayes and Pahal, but uh, you know what? If they get to stay, then I think we've done our job, and that's the whole idea is to keep moving kids up the ladder. So Exactly. Yeah, a lot of holes to fill. Uh, and the other uh, 99 who's not back this year, a pretty important piece as well, Ian Scott. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Can't forget yeah. him. Yeah, he only took every piece of hardware available uh, last year. Yeah. Um, in his name and ours, but uh, yeah, Ian's got another Toronto Maple Leaf prospect, and uh, we haven't had much feedback. We don't like to bug the kids because sometimes they get thinking we know more than they do, and then they get overthinking. Oh man, is is my NHL club talking to my junior club? Uh, we'll kind of let the dust settle and 
and then reach out sometime in October and, and wish them well at that point in time. All right. Uh, and now let's go with the import situation for your, your club this year. Alexi Protus back. Yeah, Alexi's back. Uh, another guy selected this year's NHL draft, uh, another Washington capital. So a couple big bookends with uh, him and Leeson, both six four or six five guys. Uh, but we're really looking. Alexi really, I thought, had a great year, obviously, with the draft. But uh, he just got better all the time. And we're looking for uh, young Ivan Ketchkin out of Moscow, Russia. Um, you know, when you pick 60th, uh, sometimes you're a little concerned, but uh, Ivan's just been a great surprise. He's got tremendous speed and, and puck skills. And like all young players moving to a new country or y- all young people, you know, there's going to be a, a time to adapt to food and culture and time zone and language and and you know all the routines that we do here in North America that's just a little bit different uh than how he grew up playing hockey so you know we're going to be patient with him but we think he's going to be a really dynamic uh, junior player and maybe an opportunity at the le- next level some point in time how much did you know about him before uh before you drafted him uh interesting enough he uh he played for uh, i i coached a kid by the name of Dennis Tolpeco uh Dennis played a little bit in Philadelphia I coached him in Regina when I was coaching the Pats, and uh, Dennis's dad was coaching him, so we had a kind of a connection there. I never got to see him play, uh, but you know, there's a certain amount of this is done by trust and opinion, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know that was kind of our in there through through Dennis. So it was great to reconnect with an ex-player, and uh, a very nice surprise when uh, Ivan got off the plane and uh, was actually a six-one guy and not five. Five, as it said on our RinkNet program. So. Oh, wow. So you didn't know until he actually got off the plane that he wasn't 5'5 five, five or 5'6? Five, well, we, we knew he was bigger than that, but some, you know, sometimes the stats and it gets in your head a little bit because it's printed. Right. You know, instead of, uh, you know, wait until we saw the whites of his eyes. But, uh, yeah, kind of a funny story there. So yeah. we had a good laugh about that when he arrived in Saskatoon. Now, he's from uh, Moscow. Uh, Alexi is uh, from Belarus. Is there a bit of a language crossover, though? Can they communicate? You know what? Both players... Uh, Alexi spent some time in the U.S. Uh, two years before we, we drafted him. I also played at the MAX tournament. Uh, so he'd been to North America before we drafted him. And his English was very good. Okay. Uh, and then with Ivan, he's already graduated high school at 17, and his English is very good. And we uh, we work with the school and those kids. Um, uh, they will go over and they will speak uh, as kind of a you know it's a little bit of a mentorship program I guess and they'll go over and they'll speak with some of the uh, the kids that have uh, imported to Canada and they're learning the English language and uh, so it's a it's a nice little relationship for those kids and of course uh, we we want them to speak in English as much as possible and usually the the kicker when we know they've got it is when they start texting their teammates. Now they're writing English, and that's always positive. Nice. Well, it's great that uh, language isn't a, a hindrance or a barrier that you have to uh, overcome with, with your imports. That's great. Um, all right, let's go to the goaltenders that you have left in with the with the team. And uh, Boston below us uh, is joined by uh, Brett. Is it pronounced Ballas? Yeah, Brett Ballas. Okay. So big shoes to fill for both of those guys, and do you foresee it being a, a platoon situation, or do you expect one to emerge as your bona fide starter? Well, actually, we've got a third here, Carter Serienko, who played uh, midget in uh, in the Battlefords last year okay. in the Saskatchewan Midget AAA League, and he's come in and had a tremendous camp, and so we're going to 
sit with three for a while and, uh, you know, just let those cards unfold. I, you know, I think in terms of development, even Ian Scott uh, at 17 and 18, uh, he had he had his struggles in terms of learning the position and becoming an everyday goalie and, and understanding, you know, the work and the commitment. Um, so, yeah, obviously when you lose uh, a player of that quality, um, there's going to be some nights where you, you're scratching your head a little bit. That being said, we have a ton of confidence in in the group as a whole, and uh, and uh, we we would obviously love one to emerge as a top guy. But certainly at this point in time, uh, Boston is the is the lead dog, and as uh, you know, more or less we project him, uh, you know, moving forward to be that starter. But uh, you know, we're we're not panicked about the the position considering the player we lost we're very comfortable with uh, the guys in place all right and uh, back on your blue line uh, still a number of players who have that experience of of winning the championship last year and then you have some young guys knocking on the door to to uh, get on the roster and and uh, some really uh, certainly one talented defenseman who is draft eligible this year for the NHL draft and Caden Gooley last year when we chatted right before the Memorial Cup I just I described your team as or the blue line group as sort of without that marquee name that people who are outside of the WHL uh, um, circuit would recognize, you know, people from Ontario or their states, they're not going to pick up some of the names uh, that were on your blue line, but they certainly got the job done. Is it more of the same, do you feel, this year? I believe so. I, I think you mentioned that Caden Gooley is uh, probably the marquee name back there. Mm-hmm. That being said, four of the five... 19-year-old players did get opportunities at NHL camps, too, are still there, Pahal uh, and Hayes. But we were a group, I thought we did things by committee. Um, I, I thought, our, and that was maybe our entire team, uh, but especially on the back end, a uh, very complimentary group of guys in terms of how the coaching staff used them, uh, intermixed them. Um, this year, probably more of the same. Uh, obviously, We've got to make decisions with overage players, uh, with four of them that we believe could possibly all come back. Uh, so that decision will have to come at some point. But Caden Gooley is a guy we know could step in the top four right away uh, and contribute. Um, we signed a 17-year-old player in uh, in Landon Kozier. Landon was the MVP of the uh, the regional TELUS Cup tournament uh, hosted by the Tisdale Trojans last year. And uh, he's a real nice player. We think he's going to be able to step in by Christmas, uh, you know, compete for a top four spot as well. Um, and then our number three overall pick from last year is Nolan Allen. Um, and Nolan is, uh, I think he's another one of those, He, him and actually Caden Gooley look a lot alike, uh, both in size and stature and, and poise and their ability to move pucks. So, we feel very confident about our group. Uh, probably a little better age spread. It's not always ideal having five 19-year-olds like we did last year. But uh, you know, those it is an older league, and certainly that maturity helped our club as a whole. And uh, we're hoping the lessons learned from our younger players uh, can keep that group, uh, you know, as tight and as efficient as we've seen in the past. And up uh, up front again. Now this is where you have, as you described, the most holes that you have to fill and. You do that largely from within, uh, but you have some new players coming to, you, to the organization as, as well, and, and young guys again trying to, to crack the lineup. Uh, who becomes your sort of your uh, leadership group up front that you're expecting to lean on when it comes to production? 
Yeah, that's the biggest hole. Like when you t- we talked about those overages, all three of those guys were centermen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we really had a balanced three-line attack last year. So um, we're going to give, uh, we talked about Alex Protus. You know, he'll get a real good look I- in the middle this year. Um, we signed a, we had a listed player that uh, was committed to Connecticut, has chosen to return to the Western Hockey League to maybe improve his development in Ilya Yusau or Usov. Ilya will play, uh, he's a centerman, and uh, the, the third guy is an 18-year-old we signed out of Saskatoon, uh, Cole Nagy. Mm-hmm. Cole's a big six foot four guy. Uh, he led the Saskatoon Blazers last year in scoring, uh, or was near the top uh, in all offensive categories. He's a big, strong center. and So really, it would be those three guys we're looking to, to step in, and then uh, the, the second European in Ivan Ketchkin, uh, so we actually feel we've done pretty good in, uh, you know, replacing our centers from within. I, I really believe junior hockey, the key is to, you know, be patient, develop, and, and as long as we can always fill from our picks and our drafts uh, and our listed players, um, I just think that helps the stability of the organization. I, I think when you look at those centers, we we certainly wrap them with uh, – you know, all returning players on the left side, Fonstad, Knockbar, Pearson on the right side, Weisblatt, Moe, and Brook. And, um, and then we've got some really good young, speedy forwards that should complement that group as well. So um, exhibition's one thing, but uh, we've seen some really good stuff in exhibition. And, uh, you know, we look forward as we get closer to a team here and guys start to return from their NHL clubs uh you know, we can really, you know, dig into our identity as it will change, you know, obviously somewhat year to year. Is it coincidence that uh, some of the, the players that you have, even the new guys coming in, a lot of them come with size? Or is that by design? Do you want to have a big team? Well, I I, I look at, you know, I, I think if you're going to pick between two evenly skilled guys and, and one is Lindros and the other is Barzell, they're both great hockey players, you might take Lindros, um, just because of that size is just another element uh, the old you can't teach reach so uh we look for certain qualities in our players um and maybe size isn't really in the top three but uh if we're looking at two similar players and you know i think most of us would would go with the bigger stronger player in in another you know when all things are equal elsewhere uh, and then, of course, you know, the draft is, you know, players come to you, really, in the draft. As much as we love guys, um, there's always teams picking ahead. So, or at least that's the way we'd like to stay, lots of teams picking ahead of us. So, right. you know, you, you take the best player available at the time. And uh, in some cases, it's uh, a bigger player like like Knockbar or Protus. And sometimes it's a smaller guy like Moe or Herman, uh, but both. Mo and Herman are guys that can absolutely fly and get around the ice with with high speed and skill. So, you know, everybody brings something a little bit different uh, in terms of the makeup of your team uh, to the table. And again, that'll help identify what we are uh, in the end in terms of our identity. There'll be a couple of uh, high-profile uh, Prince Albert Raiders when it comes to the NHL draft uh, once again this year. You mentioned Caden Gooley a little bit ago. Uh, also is uh, Ozzy Weisblatt. And um, just maybe for, for listeners who haven't had a chance to watch those two guys play, uh, they're both high-end talents for sure. They're not the similar players. One, you know, Ozzy's not that big, and Caden has a lot of size to him. Uh, what, uh, give us a, a bit of a scouting report from your perspective on both guys, if you don't mind. Um, 
no problem. Caden is, I think Caden can play any way you want to play. He's a he's a big kid, can skate. His skating is just tremendous, his ability to get around the ice. So for anyone who saw him play with the under-18 team, I think he logged 25 minutes a night, um, you know, all into, he was part of their leadership group and wore, wore a letter for their club at, uh, at the Hockey Canada level at a world championships. And, you know, certainly brings that leadership could have easily been their captain, but he can, he can run a power play, he can walk the line, he can distribute the pucks. He has a tremendous knack to get pucks through and onto the net. Um, he can get himself out of trouble with, uh, you know, with his mind and, and his, his skill set in terms of passing and, and putting pucks into the area as well. He can skate himself out of trouble as well. I, I'm really excited after watching, you know, one, the under 18, but two, seeing him in camp is just how dominant this, this young man can be. And he's certainly got a really bright future about him. Uh, Ozzy is, uh, he's more flash and dash. He's very, very quick. Um, He's an above-average skater, but his hands and hockey sense are absolutely elite. Uh, his ability to make plays in traffic and his escape ability, um, the ability to track back and, and, and have takeaways. And then on top of that, he provides a little grit element to him that, uh, yeah. you know, if you're going to try to run Ozzy over, you better be prepared because he's, he's solid and he's ready and he, he's not afraid to lay the body as well. And, you know, the guy you missed was, with us last year was uh young brook um jacob right uh, yeah like jacob had a tremendous uh, camp uh for the under 18 unfortunately he set back with a with a with an injury but uh he's a he's a big long body can get in up and in on the forecheck in a big hurry uh just another tremendous skater and uh you know as his game starts to really you know come together uh you know he's going to be a guy that uh going to turn a lot of heads uh, as the year progresses as well. Curtis, what do you foresee to be the uh, the biggest hurdle for your team this year? Uh, I think I think it's like anything getting our, you know, when you lose those older players, they those guys do a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of leadership and um uh just off just the the room and managing the room and managing each other like what what our group really did a great job I thought was our ability to communicate internally and make people accountable intern internally and uh you know that started with Braden Pahal our captain who we're hoping comes back and uh his partner was was uh Zach Hayes uh, another captain and you know with those guys coming back I think that next generation of players that take a step they've got a find that place in the room uh without those players from last year and and those guys have to step up and i think that takes a little bit of time i've always believed we're a humble group i think our coaches do a tremendous job having our guys uh one be proud of what we are and what we've accomplished but at the same time uh remaining humble uh honest and hardworking. and uh, i would expect that to continue uh as the season progresses. Almost sounds like it's uh, waiting to see what sort of identity this year's team will sort of uh, establish for themselves. Is that fair? Yeah, I think we, we know who we are. I think it's just a matter of who's going who's gonna to step up and, and really take this team. Uh, hmm. You know, when guys like Parker Kelly leave was, was a great vocal leader, but then a guy that could get on the ice and uh, and really tow the puck, tow the team. And, 
and Noah Gregor too. Like Noah Gregor to me was the best player in the league in in the second half through the playoffs and uh you know for our club through the Memorial Cup and you know it's 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 that that mentality in the room and someone's got to grab it and uh you know so that that'll take a little bit of time but like I said we're confident in our group and you know we understand there's a target on us and yep. uh and uh we're excited about that challenge as well. Well, perfect segue because that's where I was going to end with was you have that target on your back now as the defending champs and at the start uh, of our conversation you, you said it's uh, it's really hard to to repeat but that's the objective this year. What would you consider to be a successful season for the Raiders? Well, we have two mandates here. I shouldn't share this, but I will. You know, one is uh the first thing is oh maybe three, I guess. One has become a band of brothers uh within our room. Never mind structure, never mind system, never mind ice. Let's let's learn about each other, get to know each other and understand and respect each other. Two is uh is take that on the ice and uh you know, be a team that plays like a team every night for sixty minutes. Um, and again, that same respect and, and camaraderie and uh, that we have off the ice. And then the third is get in the postseason because once you're in, anything can happen. Well said. Well, Curtis, I uh, really appreciate your time once again. Thank you for uh, uh, giving us time before the Memorial Cup as well. And um, really looking forward to, to seeing the Raiders when they come through Edmonton. Excited to get there as well. Have yourself a great day. There you have it, the Prince Albert Raiders defending champs. Can they do it? Can they come back and defend that title once again? You heard him him say, uh, Curtis Hunt there, lofty goal. It's uh, really, really hard to defend. It hasn't happened since uh, the mid-'90s when Kamloops won uh, two in a row. We've seen teams get close. Portland uh, went to four straight WHL finals, but they only won it once. Edmonton went to three straight, won it twice, but not two consecutively. So pretty, pretty hard to do. But uh, the the Raiders, and listen, I the question of the week this week is to predict the finish of the WHL's Eastern Division. I had a couple of people say Prince Albert's not going to make the playoffs. I don't see that at all. I think this is a team that uh, I, I do have a concern in net because Boston Below is, is their starter right now and hasn't done it to this point. He's been uh, backup uh, through his years in Edmonton and last year in Prince Albert. Not to say he can't do it, but he hasn't done it yet. So that is the one question mark that I have. Outside of that, there's lots to like about this Raiders team still. And yeah, they lose a lot of guys from last year, but I think they promote well from within, and the new guys that they've brought in, I, I like the way this Raiders team looks. Maybe it was just a great sell job by Curtis Hunt, but uh, he's won me over. So that was the final team. All 21 teams of the WHL have been previewed. Thanks to the guys and gals who are the media contacts who have uh, taken the time to set up those interviews. It was great to get all 21 teams. Oh, wait a minute. There's 22 teams. That's right. One team confirmed an interview. I had the head coach lined up, and uh, the day and a half before the interview was scheduled, that got pulled this week. And uh, I asked for uh, the GM because every other team has given me a GM except for a couple. Um, so it was a better fit anyway, uh, and I was told that that GM not available uh, this week. So neither the coach or the GM had 20 minutes to spare uh, from Monday to Thursday of this week, even though the team didn't play at all, and uh, so they weren't on the road or anything, uh, but could not find 20 minutes in their schedule. So unfortunately, for the third consecutive year, 
no preview for the ice. And uh, listen, when they were in Kootenai, uh, we couldn't get them on. And I really hoped and thought that with the uh, move to Winnipeg, that things would be different. A whole new fan base uh, to uh, put your name out and, and promote your team to. Uh, they've got a, a really small rink that they're going to be playing in for a couple of years. I am assuming it's completely sold out and they don't need any promotion. But unfortunately, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And uh, we will not have anyone from the, the Winnipeg Ice to come on and a preview this coming season for that club. However, I think a, a WHL preview series without one team is um, incomplete. So when we come back, I'll do my best to uh, play the role of Winnipeg Ice representative, and uh, I'll tell you what I know about the Winnipeg Ice and get you set up for this coming season. That's next here on the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Now near side, White. Far side, Krebs. Wrist shot. Scores! Peyton Krebs, a wrist shot from the far side and gets by Bailey Birkin. Hey, Peyton Krebs from the Kootenai Ice, and this is the Pipeline Show. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90% rate. NHLers Kyle Turris wow, and Duncan Keith and future NHLers Tyson Jost and Dante Fabro all took the campus route. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world! 